this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Liberty from Prophecy Now and Spirit Move Ministries. It's awesome to have you listening here on Prophecy Now podcast. I would like to remind you of our Dream Talks deal that we have going on right now. I have an eight-session Dream Talks e-course that I have for sale through spiritmoveministry.co. You have received the first session for free here on Prophecy Now. I would like to offer two coupon codes for those who are Prophecy Now listeners. The first coupon code is PROPHECY10 with a capital P. This will be 10% off either Session 1 or Session 2, basically Dream Talks 1 or Dream Talks 2. Each have four sessions. Or you can bundle it and use the coupon code PROPHECY15 to receive 15% off the bundle of Dream Talks 1 and 2. I hope that you guys will take advantage of these discounts and be blessed by the e-course. And it's awesome to have you as a listener to our Prophecy Now podcast. Hey guys, it is Liberty here from Spirit Move Ministries. Amen. Um, I am so excited to be on with you here from Texas. I am back in Texas Yes, we made it back. Um, we got here yesterday, late in the day, and um, we were very excited to get back here. I, I don't always say home in anytime, anywhere, because home is where God is. So if I'm somewhere doing an event or a revival or something, that's home for those three or four days. And I really don't miss home when I'm gone, because I'm not supposed to be there. Home is where God has me, and so... Um, I don't miss home when I'm at places. So um, I really don't like calling anywhere home. But I will tell you, if you didn't get the announcement, uh, I announced that we are moving to Central Florida. Yes, we are the end of March. And um, we're very excited. You have to go back and watch my announcement video so you will know the reasons why. Besides the obvious, which is what all the emails that I've been getting they're like, we've known Liberty for years that you're gonna move to Florida. So yes, I am. Um, you can watch the announcement video to hear the story of some of the recent events and things that have happened to lead to the decision. Um, so moving along, let praise ascend. February 16th through the 18th, and this is gonna be in the um, outer Orlando area, and that is Impact Lake Wells Church. Um, they are, hosting the event and we are so so excited it's going to be an amazing time with the lord uh prophetic worship is what we're doing and um you know i was collaborating with many different ministries to get the date on, on the calendar to where all the intercessors and the prophetic people could show up and it would they would be available to be able to be there for this event it's all based on a prophecy i received over florida and you know, as we were collaborating, um, I had like three dates I had thrown out there to like 15 different ministries and not people that were going to be speaking necessarily, just the ministries that needed to get their 
prophetic intercessors to the event and we wanted to do an open slot for that well um there was a lot of indecision and i don't do that very well so i'm like i'm going to make an executive decision and choose the first date that god gave me which was right after valentine's day now why was it so important and i didn't tell everybody this that i was collaborating with but when the lord first told me i want you to do it in february and these are the dates and i was like okay god well that's like right after valentine's he said exactly he said we're Florida's going to come together and they're going to worship me. I'm their Valentine. I'm their first love. They're going to come and they're going to basically let praise ascend and wreck it in the glory for your first love, Florida. And that's why it's happening that weekend. That's literally what the Lord told me. Liberty, it has to be that weekend because they're going to come together and they're going to represent that Christ is our first love. We worship him. We let praise ascend. Amen. And so we're going to let praise ascend. And he is going to be the love of our life, our Valentine, our everything. Amen. And so um, that's also why the event is so pivotal that you show up if you're an intercessor or a prophetic intercessor or you're prophetic at all. The goal of it is, is for everything God wants released to be released through letting praise ascend. It's going to be amazing. Okay, let me move on, but it's our next event and it's a big deal, you guys. You don't want to miss the event. You need to sign up for our emails so you get reminders, but you need to go register so you get a seat because seating is limited. Uh, there will most likely be seats at the door. I can say that. I don't know, but I don't want to have to turn anybody away. Amen. And so we are very, very excited about the event we want to see you there um there's so much other stuff happening i'm going to be in houston the third through the fifth um, i'm going to try to breeze through this you guys the third through the fifth uh, of march over that weekend i will be in houston doing an uh, a revival at sweetwater church they have asked me to come they will be hosting me um and so i will be speaking there three or four services over those three or four days in houston and I'm excited to go and partner with whatever God wants to do in Houston. Amen. Um, there's so much stuff going on, you guys. I'm not going to say it all because it's too much. You need to subscribe to the email so you know what's going on. Go check out spiritmoveministry.co and then you will see some other things that are on the agenda. Since my announcement about moving to Florida, I've had more um, invites to speak coming in in Florida. So I'm going to be probably getting pretty busy in Florida once I'm there because I'm already getting people are like man once you get here we need to have you come and speak and so ministries and pastors are reaching out to me and um, I'm very very excited to see all that God wants to do amen okay um, this word is the next word for the reckoning so as you know probably I don't know maybe four or five months ago um, five or six maybe I released a word that um the reckoning is upon you now this was based on a prophetic dream that i was given that god came and sent a message from heaven telling me that the reckoning is upon you that everything that the enemy has built up against the body of christ against his people god has kept account there's recompense coming now then i released the reckoning word um that said that it's going to be seven times 
So there's going to be a seven times return. But what you have to understand is there's lots of parts to the reckoning. And as I said in the word, the seven times, it's seven times anything. It could be the prodigals coming home. It could be salvation of souls. It could be uh, healing, miracles, signs, wonders. Um, usually the way God deals with people, now I'm going to be getting into the ugly side of it here in just a second, but is through his Holy Spirit and fire. And typically, you know, it's not always going to be fun and games. You reap what you sow. You're like, oh, well, that's not, that's not right. Apostle Liberty. You don't, yes, it's biblical all throughout the Bible. Read it. You reap what you sow. And so this is why sowing, I'm just going to throw this out there with your tithes and your offering are very important into God's kingdom because in the reckoning, you can't receive back. There's no protection for you. Yep. Get offended. I'm going to, I offend people. Amen. Okay. Here's the thing. You can't expect God to cover you if you don't cover him. If you don't, if you don't release into the kingdom, you can't reap us. You can't, if you don't sow nothing, you can't reap. There's no reaping. Okay. So let me explain this and then I'm going to move on. I'm going to read this awesome number three reckoning word. Then another phase of what's about to go down that we're about to see. Amen. Um, so here's an example. When someone buys, I don't know, a hundred acres, they're, they're going to harvest a crop. Okay. Corn. I don't know. Do they have to plant seeds? Yes. Okay. What happens if they buy a hundred acres and they do nothing and they don't plant nothing and they don't put no seeds in it? Nothing. <laughs> so here's the thing. You reap what you sow. If you don't put no seeds in the ground, you're not going to have a harvest. And it, it, it's in every area, you guys, and it includes giving to the kingdom, uh, supporting God's work, especially God's work that is actually producing fruit of salvation of souls, miracle signs and wonders, um, uh, whatever it is, uh, fruit, multiplication, okay? So um, I had to throw that in there because uh, that's a whole nother side of the wealth transfer. And I released a word about that. If you have not seen it, go back and watch it. Because the Lord said, if you don't, if you haven't sown in, you can't reap from the wealth transfer. It's not all about money, but the side of it that could be financial or that could be your cup runneth over, pressed down, shaken. It can't come back to you if you never sent it out. Amen. You can't get a hundredfold back if you never sent out the original to reap. Okay, moving along. I had to throw that out there, you guys, because you need to understand what's happening right now. We are in the end times. Our time is limited, and you already know I've said this, and I know. There, I just know things. I don't know why I know things. Jesus is funny. So, I believe the rapture will happen in my lifetime. I believe I'm going to be raptured out, not because I'm afraid of death, but because I believe that's how close we are. That's where we're at. And so we're in the season where not much time is left.
for us to do what we're called to do, to follow the call, to release the glory, to release the fire, to get souls saved. You're going to get me going and I'm going to rip your face off. Okay. So I, I have to get to the word at some point, but the thing is time is short and you're like, yeah, well, I've been hearing that from my grandma for 40 years and here I am. Yeah, you are. You're in the end times. Here you are. And you better be listening to grandma and grandpappy because they were correct. But back then it might have been, okay, 100 years. But now it, it ain't no 100 years. I'm telling you, I'm straight up telling you, it is not 100 years. Nope. Time is short. He's about to return. Not tomorrow because we haven't brought in the souls but it will be done. It will be done. This is the, this is what we're in. Okay. So moving along. Um, if you don't plant nothing, you get nothing. Um, and so the reaping and the sowing is biblical 100% you guys. So having said that, now let me explain the reckoning about what I'm about to release the word, because this is going to be the side that we don't want to accept or it breaks our heart actually. We wanna accept it because we, we trust Christ's ways. We trust the Holy Spirit ways, but we, we don't wanna see it. We shouldn't want people to go through pain and suffering. We shouldn't want that. We shouldn't, my child is trying to call me. He needs to stop, sorry. Okay, um, I blocked, I'm on do not disturb. It needs to stop coming through. Okay. Um, the thing is, is we don't want to see the hurtful side of the reckoning, but it does exist. Um, and as I said before, the last word I released was seven times. Okay. That was level two of the reckoning. Number one was God's been keeping account. That's the first dream that I released. He's been watching. He's been keeping track. He's been tallying. A scribe angel in heaven has been writing down all the devil's dirty deeds and ours and keeping track. Not that he's Santa for real. You guys hear me. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, someone's been keeping track and it's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Number two, the next level of the return is the seven times and it's not what you think. It, it might be seven times, and we're going to get to that in just a second, when I release phase three, which we're, we're, we're going to watch all this play out, you guys, over a certain amount of years period. And so um, the second one was the seven times. And so the best way to get the devil back or get revenge is to follow the call and be sold out, be a pure and holy vessel. And those seven times of the blessing and the reaping, we get blessed seven times and God's doing it to show the devil he, he's stupid and he's a liar. And so I, we don't know why the original loss has to happen and then God replaces it sevenfold. We don't, we don't know. But we have to trust he knows best for us and he has a plan. But you have to understand in the reckoning, there's a side, the beautiful side of God, well, all sides of God are beautiful, but there's the side that is like, 
We overcome the darkness with the light, with the good, with the holy. And so there's a seven times of that reckoning. But now we're going to come into the side that is the reaping and the sowing for those who have released it against God's people, God's anointed ones. Um, the Bible is very clear about not to mess with God's anointed ones. And so we're getting ready to come in the season that those who have lived their life to destroy the anointed ones, to destroy um, those on the earth doing the call of God, there is a reaping from what they've been sowing. Now, this is the side of the reckoning that we do like to hear, but then at the same time, it breaks our hearts. And so this is the word that I'm about to release is this level of reckoning where God allows painful things and you have to understand, you need to understand if you don't know God's heart, his heart is not judgment. His heart is repentance and salvation. So he's going to do what he has to do to get people to turn so they don't burn. And so in the midst of that, they're going to reap what they sowed. And God uses whatever, ha whatever come, comes back to them for what they've done to him, to his kingdom, to his anointed ones, to the body of Christ, um, to the innocent, whether it's the killing of babies or molesting of children, whatever it is, there is a reaping. And you need to understand God's ultimate goal in the reaping is not for to send them to hell. It's to save their soul. And you have to understand some people will not get saved unless they go through a reaping. They will not truly find Christ unless God crushes them. They will not hit the bottom unless God throws them in a pit. You understand? And so we don't like this side of it, but it's biblical. 100%. All through it. We don't like it. It hurts, it hurts our heart. But you need to know in the end, God is using it to save their soul. And that's the ultimate plan is to save their soul. And so now that was my pre-prep for the word I'm about to release. Um, the Lord kept speaking to me all throughout the night. Sometimes he'll give me a verse, a dream, uh, a song, lyrics to uh, in the middle of it that are come out of a piece of a song. And so he kept speaking to me all night to read Joshua 9 and 10. And so in the middle of the night, I opened my notepad. I wrote down Joshua 9 and 10. I knew that when I got up, I was going to need to study it and look through it. And so you all know what this is. This is where they are conquering the enemy and the sun sta uh, stands still and all these amazing miracles happen. But I'm going to walk you through Joshua 10, 10 through 27. And then I'm going to give you the word that the Lord gave me. And the Lord said, this is the next phase of the reckoning. And he's been telling me since yesterday morning, the reckoning, the reckoning, the reckoning. So I knew I had to record this. I could not do it yesterday. There's, we were traveling. I could not. And so it has, it has to happen today so that I can get it off my chest. Okay. So, um, that's kind of how it works with the prophetic. If I do not release it, I will not be happy for a few days. Okay. So 
When he highlighted these verses, I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to kind of walk you through some of the highlighted verses of what was going on. You need to understand Joshua was commissioned to take the promised land. But th back then, it wasn't necessarily spiritual. They had to physically take the land by killing people and removing them. And so you watch all this playing out in these verse in these verses in these chapters of 9 and 10 and it's it's the moments of the huge miracles that happen but you need to understand some of the pieces god wants you to know some of the pieces of what he allowed to take place we don't like those parts the things he allows to take place before our deliverance or the reckoning against our enemies to bring them to repentance and salvation amen and so Basically, if you look at um, starting in verse 10, so the Lord routed them before Israel. So basically, God purposely made the enemy go in a direction or gave them the thought and the idea to go in a direction that was going to make them go right by Israel, where Israel could get the, the drop on them and just jump them and be like, and okay, take the enemy. And so as, as they're going through, the enemy was routed and, um, Israel killed them with a great slaughter. And then you move moving along and it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Haran that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as I'm going to murder these names. Azekah is my guess. Um, and they all died. So see, the hail is, God brought it on purpose. It's all connected. And this is why we get those prophetic metaphors, you guys. Um, and then we release them when prophets release about the weather. And so um, basically many of them were killed by these hail ball, giant hail balls. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in that day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said in the sight of Israel sun stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Ahialon I'm sure I'm murdering that so the sun stood still and the moon stopped tell the people had revenge upon their enemies and you're thinking yeah but this is Old Testament nope track with me and just listen this is not necessarily judgment for us, it's to lead people to repentance until they had revenge on all their enemies. And then you continue going through and there has been no day like that before it or after it. The Lord heeded the voice of man and fought for Israel. And so let's continue on through. Um, so Joshua said, roll large stones against the mouth of the cave. There was men in that that had hid in a cave, okay? These kings, when they realized Oh man, Joshua is like the real deal. <laughs> He's going to kill us all. He's going to take us out. They went and hid in a cave and he was like, roll a stone over the cave and guard it. Do not um, stay there yourselves, but pursue your enemy and attack the rear guard. And so you keep m moving on through the story. No one moved his tongue against the children of Israel. So this was part of after they saw them win them winning in on all sides we're anointed to win just so you know that's my book coming out okay 
they were winning on all sides. Even if it was a natural disaster like hail coming, on all sides they were winning. And so God basically, by the end of some of this stuff that has, was happening, this is what was said. No one moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Those kings um, to Joshua that Joshua called for all of the men of Israel and said to the captains and the men of war that went with them, come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. And they drew near and put their feet on their necks. Then Joshua said to them, do not be afraid nor dismayed. Be strong and of good courage for thus the Lord will do to your enemies whom you fight. And afterwards, Joshua struck them and killed them and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging on the trees until evening. So it was in that time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded that they took them from the trees, cast them into the cave where they had been hidden and laid large stones in front of it. And they remained there till this day. So then the Lord spoke to me and highlighted those verses. And this is what he said to me. The Lord said, this is the season of my people for the reckoning. This is coming upon, this is, this is coming upon you and upon your enemies, not upon us, but on our behalf. Okay. The Lord said, we will stand on the necks of our enemies and slaughter them. They will be subdued. Spiritually speaking, all the enemy has brought against his faithful ones. As we move forward in victory, we trample the enemy's um, we trample the enemy's necks with spiritually speaking. The Lord says, do not fear, do not be dismayed, stand strong because this is what the Lord will do, um, to our enemies. But there's always a battle and a revealing before stay strong. My people put your foot on the necks of your enemies and remain courageous, R remain courageous. My people, as I prepare you to hang your enemies. And so as the Lord gave me that word, I was just like, whoa, Lord. And he said, this is what we're about to come into. You have to understand everything is going to happen in seasons. It's not tomorrow, but you have, okay, God's letting us know the reckoning is coming. I've kept, I've kept account. They will reap what they sow. Then what is some of what God's going to do? Seven times. We always defeat the darkness with the light not darkness with darkness. We defeat the darkness with the light. That's the seven times. Okay. Return of all the things. And the whole point of it is for the, the Lord to let the devil know, dude, you already lost. Amen. Okay. So then this phase is where God is going to begin to allow things to happen to those in the physical realm. They're going to reap what they've sown and it's the entire goal is first of all to open their eyes to remove deception to bring freedom and deliverance and repentance and salvation christ doesn't is not going to allow the the reaping just for fun so that we can all stand on the sidelines and cheer yeah get them god no get them so they get saved get them so they know the truth get them so they come to repentance that's his entire purpose. Amen. And so this was such an exciting word. And so you need to know 
like he said, the battle is still happening. We're still in the battle. There's a revealing that's still coming and still has to come. And you guys have to know it breaks our hearts. So what does that mean? As God begins to bring the flood, to be, it starts revealing things. It starts removing things. Um, it starts excavating. He's doing that. You, you see more layers of junk. And then you're like, oh, wow, I see that now. Wow, now, yep, that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. You might even learn more about people that you didn't want to know. They break your heart. But here's the thing. We can become nothing without the fire, without the Holy Ghost and fire. We can become nothing without cleansing. What's left is what holds up. You shouldn't be afraid of the fire. This is how I like to say it. If you're on fire, you don't need to be afraid of the fire. Because if you're on fire, you probably have already burned up a whole lot of stuff. And God's already gotten rid of it. Perfect. Are you going to be perfect? No. Are you going to still make mistakes? Yes. Are, are you going to get hurt? Are people going to, are people going to betray you? Yes. It's a fallen world. But at the same time, you don't have to fear everything that God needs to do. Because he doesn't need to set you on fire if you're already on fire. He doesn't need... So being on fire is key, you guys, for one thing. I'm just, that's just a side note. Um, so here's the thing. You need to begin to pray for those that you know that you would call an enemy to you, an enemy to your anointing, an enemy to your call, um, or or that have been removed from your life because of sin, or I, I don't know what it could be, whatever it is, or they're a prodigal, begin to intercede for them and declare the reckoning because it's going to lead to salvation for them. You guys, God wants them delivered. He wants them set free. Amen. Um, that's why all this stuff is being prophesied by not just me, because the whole entire goal is for people to get delivered and set free. The best you guys, I know you're going to say this sounds morbid. This sounds morbid Liberty. Here's the thing. You need to ask for God to do what he's got to do. First, you, you say, muck me out. Whatever's not of you, take it. I don't want it. You're my first love. You're my everything. Purify me. Make me holy. Make me all that you need me to be. And then second, do that for others. But just remember, you might have to see some things that break your heart. God has to bring a reaping. You always reap from what you sow. And it's to bring people to repentance, not to punish them, not for God to be the big old mad dude in the sky being a big old turkey butt. No, he's not trying to be a turkey butt. He's making a way for salvation. But some people have to reap before they find Christ. Not everybody has to. Not everybody has, has to have those moments. But it sometimes it's very pivotal in people's lives, okay, for them to actually get radically saved and for it to stick. And so I'm just here to tell you, pray for everyone that would persecute you, that would abuse you. This is what Christ said. You pray for them. And you're thinking, yeah, but they're my enemy. Yep, pray for them. Because whatever God needs to do is going to lead to their, you're not, 
you're not giving them a way out. If you're praying for them, most likely they're going to reap. And I'm not saying that so you can say, Amen. No. The point is, is something will happen to lead them to salvation. It's going to have to. And then they're going to have an option. And if they don't take it, then that's their choice. But God wants to provide the opportunity for repentance. And sometimes it's a pit. Sometimes it's being crushed. If they don't already know Christ. Sometimes it's the reaping. The reckoning is here, you guys. And God also wants me to add this very quickly. Trust him. Everything you've been put through, every, every form of whatever, in the end, it's worth it. Christ said, if I'm persecuted and treated like dirt, betrayed, everything else, you're going to get persecuted, treated like dirt and betrayed. But you need to know there's a reaping for those who do that to you. And it's not, like I said, for you to get on the sidelines and do a cheer, make up some cheer, you know. Give me an A, you know. No, it's not like that. It's for you to pray for them and believe for their repentance and salvation. That's the goal. This is next level reckoning. Amen. God said we're about to go into a season of seeing things that we don't like more than we've already seen. You guys, God's done a whole lot of cleansing the last two years in my life. Okay. Um, in lots of people's lives. It doesn't feel good. And the enemy thinks he's going to bring it to crush you. But the whole time, God's using it for his glory and for our good. And we just don't know it until we're on the other side of it. And then we're like, wow, now God, I know what you were doing. Amen. That you knew better than me. Praise the Lord. You guys, if you didn't know that, he surely does. So um, it just doesn't feel good when you're going through something wretched. And um, I've got lots of those. I'm on the other side. But new stuff could show up because the devil's stupid. So just know this is the season we're coming into. When you see things coming and you see the reaping, you pray for them. You pray for their salvation. You pray for their soul. You don't laugh and you don't cheer. Because that that is not even the point. We don't overcome darkness with darkness. We overcome darkness with the light. And so we have to be the light. And if that means praying, accepting what God has to do, watching the pain, it breaks our heart, but we pray that they find true salvation through it. That's our prayer. God, get them. But for your Holy Ghost and fire, for their deliverance, so they don't go to hell, basically. And they can figure out who the real Christ is on earth. Everything's not about avoiding hell. There's a hope, there's a faith, there's, a, there's, there's things, there's fruit, there's a Holy Ghost, there's all this stuff. It's not about just avoiding hell. We want to see them become like us, Jesus freaks. Psycho overnight. I was a psycho overnight. And so, um, amen, this is the next level reckoning. And um, I am not going to apologize for announcements and I'm not going to apologize for going over 30 minutes. Here's the thing. If I was preaching on a Sunday, when I used to preach on Sundays, my sermons were about an hour and I went way deeper and I added all kinds of stories and analogies and, you know, you'd be busting up and then other times you'd be getting hit with the glory. Okay. And so, um, enjoy the word, watch the whole word, 
because then otherwise you're going to miss it. If you don't have time for that, watch the other half later. You can do that. It's on YouTube. Okay. Or on my podcast. I love you podcast listeners. Prophecy Now, you're amazing. Also, Let Praise Ascend shirts are up for order. If you would like one before the event so you can wear it to Let Praise Ascend, let us know. We designed it. Um, it is an original of Spirit Move Ministry. It's an awesome new shirt. I will be wearing it at least one of the nights while I'm speaking. And um, we're excited to release that message, Let Praise Ascend. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. I just plead the blood of Jesus over you. And I declare the reckoning is upon you. It's upon your enemies. And it's going to bring salvation and deliverance to their lives. Amen and amen.